Welcome to episode 2 of Tackling the Issues, part of Premiership Radio. I'm your host Graham, and apologies for the delay, but I think you can understand, given the fact that I'm an Everton supporter, that I had to um, recover from last night's atrocity, which was entirely of our own making, by the way. I'm not going to be one of these nuthouse conspiracy theorists and say, you know, we were robbed when we blatantly weren't. We were beaten by the letter side, and I think we've all got. It. I think we all will actually hold our hands up and admit that. Um, but that's another debate for another time. What the hell was Moyes thinking putting an HB on in case of Yalvik? Anyway, um, we've got another episode to tackle the issues for you. Um, I was very happy with the feedback for the equality episode, I was very happy to produce that one. And we've got another hot topic this week, and it is goal line technology. We're looking at the arguments for and against, and we're going to take the uh, situation in general. And we're going to invite you guys to uh, give your opinions and draw your own conclusions. And we're going to tell you how you can do that. Okay, so we'll start off with... There's some background. Goal line technology is a proposed technology currently in testing stages which determines when the football has completely crossed the goal line, assisting the referee in calling a goal or not. So far, FIFA has resisted goal line technology as well as other proposed ideas such as instant replay and adding extra officials. FIFA officials do not want the game of football to lose the elements of human error or the continuity of the game. However, in the wake of recent controversial calls made in both the FA Premier League and the 2010 FIFA World Cup, FIFA is now testing potential candidates for goal line technology. Nine systems are currently being tested across Europe and says the test will run until... Actually, they're set to finish this month. That will test for accuracy under different scenarios and settings such as illumination, speed of the ball and different angles of trajectory. With multiple systems in testing stages, there is competition. If multiple systems meet the criteria and pass the testing stages, they will become licensed products by the IFAB, and they will be available on the market for different leagues or teams to buy. If FIFA allows goal-line technology, it could be applied by the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Okay, so, what are these systems, you might be asking? Well, these are the main competitors. The first one is Hawkeye. First developed by Dr. Paul Hawkins in 1999, the Hawkeye system has been improved by engineers at Roke Manor Research and is an existing technology currently used in cricket, tennis and snooker. It's based on the principle of triangulation, using the visual images and timing data provided by high-speed video cameras at different locations around the area of play. The system uses six spread-out high-speed cameras to triangulate and track the ball in flight. The software calculates the ball's location for each frame by identifying the pixels that correspond with the ball through at least two cameras. The margin of error for the system is 3.6 millimeters. The software can track the ball and predict the flight path even if several cameras are being blocked and as long as 25% of the field of play and the ball is visible. The high-speed cameras allow the ball to be tracked even if they only cross line for a fraction of a second. The ball would have to travel at an unattainable 500 kilometers per hour to avoid detection. Critics of the system claim that it will slow down the game and the statistical margin of error is too large. Both Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal have criticized the accuracy of the system in tennis, though Roger Federer now supports the use of the system in football, which is weird. Anyway, the system's not real-time, so play has to stop for the referee or another match official to review the disputed play. And that's part of the uh, controversy with Hawkeye, is that, and indeed with 
goal line technology in general is that FIFA want one that's going to be able to immediately give results. So what are the alternatives? Well, we have the Kairos GTL. Uh, produced by a German company alongside Adidas, the GTL system uses a magnetic field to track the ball with a sensor suspended inside. Thin cables with electrical current running through them are buried in the penalty box and behind the goal line to make a grid. The sensor measures the magnetic grids and relays the data to a computer which determines if the ball has crossed the line or not. If the ball does cross the line, a radio signal is sent to the referee's watch within a second. Adidas designed a ball that could suspend and keep a sensor safe and intact even when the ball is struck with great force. Along with the GTL system comes the VIS track system which can indicate offside calls with transponders on players' shin pads as well as keeping track of any um, as well as keep track of rather and give real-time game stats and player movements. The VIS track system allows coaches, fans and commentators to track players and the ball, supposedly allowing coaches to improve their team's performances. Cairo's claims that all this happens within a matter of microseconds, addressing critics' concerns that the technology might slow the game down. An older system was trialled at the 2005 Under-17 World Championship but found not to be fast or accurate enough. Which is interesting. And the other one, the other um, major player, so far as on alternative goes, is Goalminder. Um, this was developed by two people, Harry Barnes and Dave Pardon, who first fought the system after their favourite team, Bolton Wanderers, were relegated due to a wrongly disallowed goal. The technology was not picked up at the time, but after Frank Lampard's disallowed goal at the 2010 World Cup, the interest in goal line technology spiked, causing FIFA to investigate the possibility of implementing it. Uh, the technology uses high-speed cameras built into the goalposts and crossbar to record images at 2,000 frames a second and deliver visual evidence to the referee in less than 5 seconds to settle a goal line controversy. With this technology, there's no calibration, just visual evidence. The system is thought to be cheaper because less expensive cameras will be needed and the field will not have to be dug into. Goalminder has been invited to take more tests by FIFA and goal line technology will not only suit the high Premier League teams but also help the lower leagues um, due to the costing advantages. Okay then, so there's a bit of background on why these are being investigated. The question of the inclusion of goal line technology began to be raised in 2005 after a match between Man United and Spurs in which Tottenham midfielder Pedro Mendes hit the shot 45 yards from goal. United keeper Roy Carroll caught the ball and then dropped it at least a yard over the line before hitting it back out, but neither the ref nor the linesman saw the ball cross the line. In response, FIFA tested a system by Adidas in which a football with an embedded microchip would send a signal to the referee if it crossed the sensor going through the goal. According to Sepp Blatter, we did different tests at Under-17 World Cup in Peru, but the evidence wasn't clear, so we will carry out trials and junior competitions in 2007. However, these trials didn't happen, and Blatter rejected the system outright, uh, describing it as only 95% accurate. Another incident occurred in 2009 in a match between Crystal Palace and Bristol City. Freddie Sears knocked the ball over the line from close, close range, rather, but the ball bounced off the sanction below the net and came back out. The goal was not given, and Palace winger Neil, sorry, manager Neil Warnock, winger, yeah, Neil Warnock on the wing these days, that'd be a laugh, was furious. Although, to be honest, he probably played a better game than me. In March 2010, the International Football Association Board, the IFAB that we mentioned earlier, which determines the laws of the game, voted 6-2 to permanently ditch the technology, with the Scotland and English FAs casting the dissenting votes. Of course. A recent poll of 48 captains in the Europa League, 90% of respondents said they wanted goal line technology introduced. 
following several refereeing errors at the 2010 World Cup, including the disallowed goal in Germany's 4-1 win over England when Frank Lampard hit a shot from outside the penalty box that bounced off the crossbar and over the line. Um, the ball bounced back out and the goal was disallowed because the assistant ref didn't call for the goal. Blatten announced that FIFA would reopen the goal line technology discussion after that instance. And that is indeed what has brought us to this testing. Another instance of a, another instance rather of a controversial call was Chelsea's 2-1 victory over Tottenham in 2011. Lampard hit a shot just before half-time to slip through the legs of the goalie and almost crossed the line before being tipped back into play. However, the assistant called for a goal and Chelsea uh, levelled the game. Chelsea went on to win after another controversial offside decision. Okay, so that's the background. Now let's have a look at some of the arguments for and against. So this is an argument in favour of goal line technology and is from The Least Thing, which is a blog on Blogger. Okay, they show a picture from a match between AC Milan and Juventus in which the ball was ruled incorrectly by the linesmen who have not crossed the goal line in the process overruling the referee. Such controversial non-goals have led to many to make the call for in the introduction of some form of goal line technology which would assist officials in determining unequivocally whether or not a, bo- a goal has been scored. Bloody hell. Screwing up the uh, smaller words here. Remarkably, some objection to the introduction of goal line technology has been made. And I read that long, read that wrong as well. By the way, I'll give you the address. It's leasthing.blogspot.com. And the article's called Against Platini, Why Goal Line Technology Makes Good Sense. The most prominent advocate against such technology is Michel Platini, president of UEFA and here apparent of FIFA. Last year, he explained that such technology was not necessary because missed calls were oh so rare. Here's some quotes. How often do you have an incident where the real doubt is to as to whether the ball has crossed the line? Perhaps once every 40 years. Platini said that once goal line technology has been accepted, then videos could be used to make other difficult decisions. I'm afraid if you start with technology which is used once every 40 years, it could lead to, uses for, to other uses for the technology, and I'm afraid that may lead to video refereeing, he said. I don't think this technology is really good for football. Perhaps he had in mind the 66 and 2010 World Cups during which England found itself on different sides of goal controversies in matches against Germany, with a questionable goal awarded in 66 and a clear goal denied in 2010. Although England's two experiences with the goal line were many decades apart, recent experience shows that such controversies are fairly common in top-flight football. Last Saturday's phantom goal at the San Siro was not even the only missed goal that day. But I'll find out what date this article's from, so we've got a bit of a frame of reference. It was written on the 20th of February 2012, so it's actually quite recent. Right, last Saturday's phantom goal at the San Siro was not the only missed goal that day. Wolfsburg and Hoffenheim saw the exact situation occur with an obvious goal by Hoffenheim not given. Again, he's pictured it below this uh, paragraph. Hoffenheim prevailed in the end, and so the sense of injustice was more muted than the draw in Milan. As earlier this month in the A-League game saw yet another apparent goal not given. Last weekend, the International Football Association Board, the international body responsible for the rules of the game, will discuss the initial results of trials with goal line technology with a decision set to be made in July. That goal line technology is in sorry, that goal line technology is in any way controversial, it's remarkable. Platini's arguments seem to rest on three legs. First, that such controversies are rare. Second, that the introduction of technology from one aspect of the game would represent a slippery slope. And third, the game should be played in the same manner at all levels. Let's consider these arguments one at a time. 
First, Platini has backed off from his earlier claims that such events only occur every 40 years. Starting earlier this week at the Milan Juventus controversy, say Staten. Fucking hell. A goal like that of the English at the 27 World Cup against Germany, which was wrongly not given, happens only once every few years. He's still wrong. The three controversies in February 2012 alone clearly show that goal line ambiguity is problematic for officials, so this argument can be dismissed. And judging from the QPR game at the weekend, we can give another example of that. Secondly, Platini worries that goal line technology will lead to the use of technology in other areas of refereeing. When I introduce a camera to keep the goals under surveillance, I also need one for the surveillance of offside. There are 10 offsides per game. Here, Platini argues. Sorry, here, Platini's argument fails a basic test of logic. There's no reason why introducing technology to monitor one aspect of the game means it would have to be introduced in other areas. The IFAB would still make decisions on changes to officiating on a case-by-case basis. Consider that the addition of additional officials on the goal lines for Champions League matches has not led to a slippery slope of ever more referees being added on the pitch. There has been no slippery slope. On this issue, Platini was a strong advocate for changing the rules, and his opposition to goal line technology demonstrates a marked inconsistency with his previous advocacy of challenging the rules to help officials. Third, the idea that the game should be played in the same manner at all levels is romantic and quaint, but simply not how things are done. Consider that referees now routinely use communication systems, pictures sticking out of Howard Webb's ear to the left, well he's got a picture of Howard Webb there with a uh, earpiece on, in place since 2003. This technology is not available at all levels and its, implemented, uh, its implementation has been seamless in top level matches with essentially no complaints. Of course, referees' communication systems are but one of many examples of how a top-level game is different than is played elsewhere. For example, consider the extra referees discussed earlier. Platini's argument is easily shown to be empirically... Empirically... Incorrect. Anyway, that's what we were aiming for. To some, this game will benefit from goal line technology which actually is a minor innovation compared to the technologies that have been developed to assist referees in sports such as tennis, gridiron, basketball, rugby and hockey. For football, where goals matter immensely, the implementation of goal line technology is a matter of improving the performance of the officials with no arguments I can see against it that make much sense. Well, that's why the case is for. Again, I encourage you to go and check out his blog just to get a look at that yourselves. Anyway, here's an argument against from uh, another source. This is from... Um, the website of the football magazine When Saturday Comes. This was written in June, I think, just after the World Cup. By the way, this was written by James DeMello. Thank you, Sepp Blatter, said Mark Lawrence, moments after Frank Lampard's shot crossed the line without a goal being given at last summer's World Cup. I hope he's here and squirming in his seat as the head of an organisation that plumbed new deaths of farce during its presidential election two weeks ago. There are many reasons why blasters should be squirming. His caution regarding the adoption of goal line technology, however, is not one of them. Yet Blatter is not completely alone. It slipped under the football news radar, but earlier this month Roy Hodgson revealed in an interview that he thought goal line technology would sanitise football, albeit that we're looking for protection, sorry, put for perfection, he said. We must remember that football is not a science, it's a game. But his voice of caution is very much the exception rather than the rule in English football. The implementation of goal line technology is represented by the majority of the British media as some kind of cure-all for the game's ills. 
and opinion Richard Scudamore appears to share. The Premier League's chief executive wants some form of goal line decision making in place by the 2012-13 season and recently described its absence as an embarrassment to us as football administrators. To the most powerful man in English football, the game's biggest problem is not managers who cannot behave with dignity when they lose, career-threatening tackles, or unaffordable tickets. No, the scourge of football is that tiny, almost insignificant number of occasions when the officials can't be sure if the whole of the ball has crossed the line. It's actually to football's credit that it's remained almost untouched by technology. Take the example of cricket, which has been fundamentally changed since the umpire decision review system was introduced in 2009. Yes, it's improved the percentage of correct decisions made, but what's been lost is the realisation that when a batsman thick edges it into his pad and is still given out LBW, success in sport, no matter how hard you practice, can sometimes boil down to luck. Football maintains essential purity that is important given how much has changed off the field since 1992. Those changes are often brought out by pro-technology lobbies who say that incorrect decisions are more intolerable than ever given the money that now swirls around the game. But just whose money is on the line here? Certainly not the fans. In fact, a relegation decided on a dodgy decision could actually save supporters money in the form of less expensive ticket prices and a lower division. Sky's investment is also unaffected and technology controversies actually play straight into the broadcaster's hands. That leaves players and owners as the only people who would be affected monetarily, the only real meaningful way given that football is just a game by an incorrect goal line decision. But Premier League players are almost all enormously wealthy, regardless of results, and any sensible owner should be well aware of the financial risks in football and plan accordingly for a sport's unique characteristics. More important, however, is the way the lack of goal line technology seems to legitimise players' and managers' behaviour. Proponents of technology often claim that its absence undermines the FA's respect campaign, essentially arguing that it's okay to abuse referees and question their integrity because correct decisions can't always be reached. How can managers possibly accept referees' decisions like adults when technology is not used? Well, there is actually one Premier League manager who takes good and bad decisions on the chin and conducts himself with a little dignity. His name is Roy Hodgson. Alright, well that's the argument against... Well, one of the arguments against, there are plenty of arguments against, but, um, excuse me, obviously we're not going to go over all of them because that would make for a very boring episode of the show. But the debate over the implementation of goal line technology is one that's been going through the game for a number of years now, and there's obviously very valid points in both camps. So this isn't just, you know, a plain old issue that's going to disappear quickly. And there's always going to be debate on this. Which is, in the end, I suppose debate on a subject like this is only a good thing. You can find out what suits who. You can find out how to get a system in place that is acceptable to all parties. And we can get the opportunity to trial it and see if it actually works in real time which is probably the way it's going to be implemented anyway they're probably going to trial it in some uh, excuse me in some lower league matches or you know some youth tournament the FIFA run to see how its implementation works it's definitely going to be interesting to see what the results of these trials are going to be because they're obviously going to have quite a big burden on you know which technology is going to be pursued, and that in itself is going to, you know, cause the distinction of, you know, 
um, is it the right system to use in football especially with Hawkeye seeing as it's so widely used in um, other sports as well so basically the long and short of it is debate on the topic is good and we'd like to encourage you to get involved in that debate and we actually now have a channel for you to do it because we are on Twitter yeah sorry to put that in at the end but we're going to plug our Twitter accounts um, we are on Twitter at Prem Radio is our handle so if you are carrying on the debate on goal line technology or suggest topics for um, tackling the issues you can do so there but that's about all for us this week so don't forget to follow us on Twitter don't forget to go to our SoundCloud page as well which will be on the Twitter account where you can listen to this or if you're listening to it on there already please I implore you to subscribe to click the RSS button and subscribe via iTunes that way you can have an archive of all the old episodes and you're not just restricted to the free each week because obviously because of the two hour time limit we have to delete one every time we upload one now which is a regret but that's just the way it goes alright but that is it for tackling the issues this week we'll be back on Friday with the pre-match bulletins ahead of the FA Cup matches but until then thanks for listening see you next time